0: Hi, I'm Elizabeth Kotz. And I'm Stephanie Sambari, and we are the hosts of That's So Retrograde. Part of us? For the past 200 and some episodes, we've been trying to figure out what the hell wellness is. We have inspiring and fun conversations with all types of amazing people, from healers to comedians to whatever's in between. We're five years in, but we're just getting started. So hop on board every Thursday to join the party and route to living your best life. And don't forget your cannabis. Or to check us out on Instagram at So Retrograde. That's right, bye. See you there.
1: This is Not Skinny But Not Fat, and I'm your host, Amanda, bringing you the latest in all celebrity gossip, reality TV recaps, and anything happening in Hollywood right now that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat. Okay, you guys, we're all super obsessed with Selling Sunset on Netflix. I know I watched the first season the second season and now the third season more than once. And it's legit just like a worldwide I was going to say like pandemics was not a good (laughs) thing. It's just crazy. Like the world it's Netflix, everyone, whatever. I have Amanda Smith, Amanda with a Z with me today. What is up, Amanda?
0: What's happening?
1: I when you first came on the show, like I think I put a story that night, and I was like changing my name to Amanda. <laughs> like that's so much cooler than Amanda.
0: Everybody calls me Amanda. Like on the phone, "What's your name?" I'm like Amanda. They're like Samantha. Oh, Amanda. I'm like yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> How do you? Wow, because because Amanda sounds like 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 sort of like a Valley Girl saying Amanda, like Amanda
0: you know, people think that I say like if it's loud or um or something, they think I say, I'm Anza, and so they think my name is Anza also, but it sounds like it. I'm Anza. I'm Anza. But you were born with that name. Yeah. I was named after my grandma. Oh,
1: so her name was Amanza. Yeah,
0: and she was just a white lady in Southern Illinois. It's like she wasn't even ethnic at all. <laughs> she was like mixed with white and whiter.
1: So it d- doesn't. It has no because I know Amanda is like comes from Latin something. So I wonder if Amanda is like also.
0: I googled it and I think it's. I think it's an Italian name actually. I think it's, oh really something in Italian. But I mean I don't know.
1: Well, aside from your name, you're super cool. You came on Selling Sunset. Was it the second season? Yeah, season two. It was season two, and it also said this everywhere. Like this is a consensus that you were kind of like. The down to earth, like touch that the show kind of
0: needed. I like that. That's yeah, everybody says that, like relatable. I'm not as bougie as some of the, some of my well, you're not blonde, which I'm is refreshing.
1: Like, I don't, you're not from New York, but you have like a vibe, like you would be, like, you know, like a yeah. Brooklyn, like you have more of a, like,
0: I have a thick skin. I have kind of like a, I have a lot of street smarts. Like, I grew up tough you know, like I, a tough childhood. And I, I had to be tough, like from day one. And so I kind of just have, and I'm also the oldest in the office. So I'm the oldest out of all the girls. I'm older than Jason and Brett by like four months. Wait, how old are you? Cause Mary just turned 40. I'm 43. I'll be 44 in December. <laughs>
1: Shut the hell up. Drop your skincare routine.
0: My dad is Nigerian and Asian. (laughs) That's my skincare routine.
1: That's what it is.
0: But you know, I, yeah, I just recently, you know, I started taking care of my skin because I want to keep it this way. Yeah. But it's really brilliant. Now we have the show and everybody's like, tell me your skincare. And I'm like, okay, skincare line. i come out with a skincare line. I don't know. I'll call it like black don't crack or something. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, because I mean, I'm sure you see it and you're in Hollywood, like 19 year olds are like. It's just crazy. I'm like, no, you don't have a skincare routine. You're 19 years old. When I was 19, I was still
0: washing my face with like, with like hand soap, like whatever same Shower, you know? Yeah. I'm more, I'm more like privy to it. I use like moisturizer and I try to exfoliate and all that, but it's all, it's genetics. I can't even give one brand like all the credit because it's, I am right. time, but I mean, I use our Girl really foundation. <laughs> I don't even have like fancy foundation. <laughs> It really is
1: like I you look fucking amazing. But I said this once because a lot of people ask me on Instagram, like, what's your skin? And I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, it's always fun to put on like creams before you go to sleep and like try different things. But it is. You're right. It's a lot of genetics and you look amazing. I did not know you were 43. Thanks. <laughs> amazing. I um, So I was saying-
0: 43. I don't feel 43. I feel like,
1: you know, I mean, I was
0: married. I have these two amazing little humans that I care for, Ugh. but. But then, you know, my marriage didn't work out. So I kind of feel like I'm just starting back to when I was, like, in my mid-20s because I'm single again, and, like, I work with young people. I'm on a show. I Most of my following is, like, ages 23 to, like, 35, like
1: Wait, I saw you blew up on Instagram this season too, right? I'm getting there. I'm, t- you know, I have to play catch up with all my castmates. I have like, no, don't. Amanda, don't feel like you have to play catch up. Yeah. Don't.
0: But it's growing. I'm not complaining. I love it. Yeah. No,
1: no it's, I, you're, I, I know there's, there's such a social media thing now with like, but yeah. like, you're loved. Like, you need to know that you're loved. Even season two, when, when you were just kind of getting your footing in, like, People had I I feel like because I talked a lot about the show, you know, it's not always like the most followed person necessarily because people follow people for different reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, Not necessarily because they're like, oh, I love this person. So I want to see what they're up to. It's people have their reasons. So people follow just to like
0: hate. And I honestly I've been very lucky. Like I've had like I don't even know. I've probably read four negative and I That's don't read amazing. them all. But I'm just saying on the ones that I've read, there's been like maybe four and depending on how much wine I had that night when i read, stuff, <laughs> sometimes I'll clap back. Sometimes I'll just whatever, you know, I wrote a really good response yesterday to this person and I was like so into it. And I was just like, you know, the way I cut somebody down is like with kindness, but just very matter of fact, I don't need to call yeah. names. I don't have to be vulgar. I don't,
1: Wait, what, can I ask what they said? What would someone say about you? Yeah,
0: it was, I posted something. So I came out recently with, I did a collaboration with this makeup artist and I came out with my own eyelashes and a portion of the proceeds will go. And I haven't decided what charity I'm going to donate it to yet, but I know that it it will have something to do with the Black Lives Matter movement. So like on the back of the packaging, I've got the, you know, the Black Lives Matter. And so I wrote, I put a post of the eyelashes and I said, a portion of my proceeds will, will be donated to an organization that supports the Black Lives Matter movement. And somebody was like, do you even know they're, uh, they're this terrorist organization and you should do your research? They don't, the money doesn't go to anyone that was, you know, that's affected by Black Lives Matter and blah, 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 blah. You should be smarter than this. And first of all, I'm like, do they even realize that I'm black? Like, Who, who do you think you're talking to, first of all? It down. Secondly, I said I didn't say it was going directly to Black Lives Matter. I don't know enough about that organization and where that money goes. I want it to go like directly to maybe the families that have been affected, something, and Mm -hmm. I just haven't figured it all out yet. So I just said, and so I was just typing away and I was like being very like just a smart ass, but like in the nicest way. Sometimes it feels good to
1: just it yeah. deleted, and I was like
0: oh no but then I was like you know what that was supposed to happen I don't even remember what I said so I just left yeah. but the but my favorite thing is when somebody comments and then like my fans don't like what they said and then they have a whole argument yeah. amongst themselves and I'm just like sitting. I don't have to do anything <laughs> yeah. yeah that's amazing been Cool. I mean for the most part everybody's been really supportive and really Positive and, you know, I can't complain. I don't get a lot of hate, which I think is good because I'm sensitive as tough
1: as I see. I'm not going to say that this season I felt so bad for Davina, but I think seasons one and two, I was like, everyone was hating on her. And I just kept thinking about, you know, the person behind this who maybe got a bad edit. Yeah, Maybe, you know, and I was just like, how do you de- even if she is a bitch, like they are bitches, you know, but they have feelings too. And I just felt so bad that everyone was like, I know. I mean, and the thing is, this-
0: she's not. Yeah, she really isn't. She's a really kind person with a huge heart. And I she just and I said this to even her the other day, I said, I feel like, you know, sometimes she just doesn't know how to read the room before she comments. I know her in a different way. Like I worked in the office with her for a long time before I ever, you know, started filming the show. So Mm. I know Davina, I know that she doesn't mean harm. I know she means well, sometimes she just, you know, she's not like super expressive or like animated. So sometimes when she says things, it just, it comes off kind of dry or or bitchy, but she's really a nice, brilliant
1: human. And so, yeah, she seems very smart. Maybe she's like, like you're really smart too, but maybe she's like too smart to be on a reality show maybe. like maybe she's too like and yeah. she's german i heard yes. she's german german she's so maybe smart. maybe it I'm is like smart like, enough
0: to be on the reality show. <laughs>
1: yeah it works I, it. <laughs> li- listen her her interaction with chris shell i think on this season is one that like i told you i i rewatched the season again And it's so cringy. They're like back and forth this season. And it's about you, actually. It's about Chrishell telling you that Christine said that Mary was like an idiot or acting like an idiot. Yeah. And their interaction was like, it was giving me like anxiety. Anxiety. It was just, it was so cringy. It was like, no, but no, 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 but I
0: I fast forwarded through a lot of the parts that I wasn't in. (laughs) Stop. I just, I mean, it's. So much of the drama, I mean, has been squashed already. So for me, it's almost uncomfortable, mm. like, seeing. And I don't like to hear people, like, defending me or talking, like, about any situation. Because I'm friends with all the girls. And we're all we're all very cool. I was texting Christine
1: today. Oh, I, shit. So you're not going to talk shit about anyone, Amanda?
0: I don't really have anything shitty to say about anybody. I know. <laughs> I want to watch if we get more seasons. Am I just that nice girl? I know you guys I'm have not. to create... I mean, I, I, if there's something to talk shit about, I'll talk shit about it, but I usually will say it to their face. Yeah. Not a shitty way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That was, that's what was so great about you coming in on season two, like having the friendship that you had with Mary going back like 20, 18 years. Right. So how did you guys meet?
0: So we met in, um, Breaker, are you roasting marshmallows? (laughs) My daughter's roasting marshmallows in the kitchen. I'm like, I smell marshmallows (laughs)
1: Wait, your daughter is Breaker and your son is Noah or the other way around? My son
0: is Breaker, but I thought Breaker was doing it, but it's actually Noah.
1: I love, I just had a son and I named him Noah. And I, when you had this scene with your kids, that was the realest scene. And I said this also, when I was like recapping the show on on, on Instagram, it's like, that was the realest and I'm not, the show isn't fake. I know that. I know people are saying it. I'm not saying it. It is. I'm saying that was the realest moment. whole season like you were emotional your kids are Uh, like I could only I thought his name was Noah and I was like uh, this is meant to be like my Noah is gonna be like this sweet too first of all gorgeous kids second of all how did you do it teach me your ways that you made them this like sweet and amazing Noah you
0: want to get on you want to say hi she has marshmallow hanging from her lips you want to say hi this is my sweet Noah. Oh, so <laughs> gorgeous. How tall are you? She is tall. I think she's like five, three and a half right now. You're almost my height. I'm five, eight. And I stood next to her yesterday and took a photo. And I'm like, I don't even look tall anymore. I mean, these That's kids gorgeous. are, you can go. <laughs> she made her. <laughs> you know? yeah. My friend, I, I have a friend that I like talk to often over Zoom. And he's always like, where's Noah? Cause breaker will pop out and he's always like all up in my business. And then Noah, like she just comes in like once in a while, she'll tiptoe through. And he's like, she's like Beyonce. She's like a celebrity. Like she only comes out. Like you never see her. <laughs> it's like I'm done.
1: No, they are gorgeous. And that scene again, like, first of all, how old is breaker? He's nine. I don't think I know. I knew how to, sp- like, how did he <laughs> know how, where it, that he was telling you that he's proud of you and that you should do, I, you know, the real estate stuff to make more money and to, I know. where did that come from? I don't know.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, I'm very open with my kids. We talk about our feelings. Look, I've had enough therapy personally that I like, I know how to like navigate motherhood. Like we really talk about everything. I explain to them everything i explained to them you know struggle they know that they're they know that they're not like underprivileged but they also know that you know mommy has to work really hard and there are certain things that we don't have because we can't yet or they just get it and i have to say as much you know my storyline is their father being gone which he is and he still is but i can't take all the credit when he was around he was an amazing father so far the past eight years i have to give I'm not even gonna give him fifty percent I'll give him forty I'll give him forty I'll give him forty percent of the credit. He helped raise them. It wasn't just me, and he's a very was a very loyal hands- on dedicated interactive father, so you know they they got it from both sides. He was very structured and very punctual and very like conservative. He never cursed. He never said curse words in front of women or children. I say F ball. I mean, my kids hear me cuss all the time. I'm like the artistic one. So they used to get this like really good balance of both. And now it's just me, but they still have, you know, (laughs) their good structure and stuff from, from their dad.
1: Hey guys, if you follow me on uh, Instagram, you know that I switched over to native deodorant about a year ago. I was looking for an aluminum-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free natural deodorant that will actually work and will feel good and won't be wet and sticky or all these weird things because I've tried a lot of natural deodorants, but native is the best. I use the coconut and vanilla flavor, but they have a lot of other great flavors. That's just my favorite. They have lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, citrus and herbal. And like I said, there's no compromise here. You're using a better deodorant for you since we know aluminum is bad for you. Parabens are bad for you. sulvates are Bad for you, and you're not compromising on stinking or you know, sweating or whatever. So, make the switch to native deodorant like I did and get 20% off by going to native DO, like deodorant DO, nativedo.com slash not skinny or use promo code not skinny at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's a lot. That's nativedeo.com slash not skinny or use promo code not skinny at checkout for 20% off your first order. So he's been gone for just a year, Amanda? It was a year on August 26th.
0: But you you broke up before that. We've been divorced since the kids were one and two. We've been divorced for eight years. So the kid, oh. for the past eight years, we go to their dad. Half the time and me half the time until a year and a couple or a year and a month.
1: So can I ask what, what happened to him? Like where is he?
0: I don't know. You just don't know? Are you worried? I'm not really I'm not concerned that he's I'm I'm not I'm positive that he's alive. And I know that he's alive because I've had to get an attorney and we've had to file court records and I'm trying to get full custody. And at one point he um submitted something to the courts where he did a change of address and we traced it back, but it's a PO box of like a UPS store. So he, I mean, he's off the grid. Like he doesn't want whatever's going on. And I have no idea what it is, but whatever it is, he doesn't want to be found right now. And for me, if he doesn't want to be found right now, then it's probably best that he is away until he's better or he wants to come back. I don't know. I, I but you're saying
1: he went from being a punctual good thing. Dad to, amazing to father, like to one day, not knowing where he is like that.
0: Yes. I know it sounds so crazy and his family is unresponsive. I have probably 30 of his, uh, former NFL teammates, best friends. Everybody reaches out to me. Everybody's, looked for him for over a year. You know, I, at one point I filed a missing persons report, but they told me that because he had sent me an email and he said, my situation isn't good right now. I can't financially take care of the children. It's not safe for them to be with me. You need to keep them until my situation changes. And he sent me that email on September 1st of last year and then when i tried to call try to it was like no phone no instagram no facebook no linkedin just one day all of a sudden I'm gone and so i reached out to the family i reached out to the sister i i've reached out to his extended family every time i'd send like a facebook message to like his sister or his brother in law the next day i'd be blocked i reached out to his i don't know if it's his girlfriend or ex girlfriend it was his girlfriend at the time he disappeared reached out to her, blocked on Instagram. I've had friends reach out. They'd be blocked now. She doesn't even have a Facebook page. I've sent his mother numerous emails, text messages, voice memos. I went to, I sent it on WhatsApp even so I could see if she checked it. She checked it, never responded. And then I sent pictures of the kids. Like, look what what you're missing out. Like what, even if Ralph has had some sort of a breakdown or something, like you guys don't, you haven't. My kids were very close to their grandparents, to their aunts, to their uncle. And nobody, it's the most, like, when I talk about it, people are just like, what? That Something's off. But this is, that's the truth. That's that's just what's going on. So because I've had to pick up the pieces over the past year and mend little broken hearts and talk talk about what maybe could have happened to daddy or maybe what daddy's going through or whatever, I'm to the point now that, you know, I went for a while, I was like, I want to find him and get him the the rehab he needs, if it's, if it's brain damage, if it's drugs, I don't know, but I felt like I would like to find him and rehabilitate him. And I still feel like that's where my heart is, but right now we're doing good. And we've kind of just settled into this new reality. And if he showed up on the doorstep right now, I think it would just rock our world even more. So I'm not, I'm not even prepared Mm -hmm. right at this point, if he were to like show up tomorrow, you know, because I don't know what that entails. I have no idea what state of mind he's in.
1: But you're not getting like help, right? So you're not getting child support or anything like that.
0: I wasn't getting child support when he was around.
1: (laughs) No, even though he was in their
0: lives, he wasn't helping. He wasn't. He wasn't able. He wasn't in a place that he could financially give me support because after he retired from the NFL, he blew through his money. It's a typical story, and so I didn't. I just didn't collect it from him. I did. For the first year and a half that we were divorced, he he paid child support every month on time for a year and a half. And then after that, nothing. And that, I mean, it's been eight years. So he,
1: he owes a lot of... And listen, let me tell you, from uh, experience of being um, a child to a single mom and a, a father that isn't in the picture, my mom went to court for years and years. And like, it's crazy how the system works where like, she didn't get it. Like... I don't know how it works. And and I don't want to bring it up to her because she's, you know, today after years of going and fighting and saying, I'm not going to give up like he needs to, like, take responsibility. You're like, how do the cor- like, how does it work that, you know, these I'm not going to call, you know, your ex a deadbeat, but that, that deadbeat fathers can get away with it. It's crazy how the system works that yeah. that it's not more enforced.
0: I don't think that. It's that way in California. I feel, I mean, mm. they'll go after you. They will find you. They will, I don't have it. So why didn't you do it? I don't have it in my heart. I don't have it in my soul. I don't care that much because I would- So ref- you were
1: able to provide for them like all these years on your own? There. No,
0: I was with somebody for five years. I dated Tay for five years. Oh, right. I dated Tay. He took care of us. I worked barely, you know, and so- I never felt like at that time, it didn't make sense for me to ask for his money when I was, you know, I only, after Tay and I broke up, I did ask for it. Tay
1: Diggs, everyone. Tay Diggs.
0: <laughs> and and he told me, you know, I don't have, I can't. And so I'm just, I'm not your typical chick. I feel like, I mean, now it's been so long. Yes. We could argue that like he owes it or whatever, but
1: yeah, I went
0: through so much when we got a divorce, like the back and forth of, just text and anger. He was so angry. And at, when it kind of settled down, it's so much more important for me to just have peace in my life. I would rather bust my ass and work 10 jobs than yeah. have to be like always like feeling like amazing, anxious or like, you know, blamed or guilty or somebody was angry. I just don't, I can't. You have such a good attitude. I just want to be happy. And I feel like I've been blessed because I do have opportunities. I did have a boyfriend that took care of us for a while. I have a huge platform now. I'm able, I'm making my own money and that yeah. feels so good. It feels so good. So I would be, I probably would pay him child support if he needed it at this point. I'd be like, Yo, no. That's, that's just me. And listen,
1: like you're giving him a lot of credit for the kids and I'm sure he was a good dad, but a lot of times kids from these kinds of homes that aren't typical and, you know, do have a mom like you that you're open and you're and you're giving them so much more because probably you're also making up for the dad not being there. They just turn out to be special kids like you could tell like what nine year old will tell his mom, like, I'm proud of you and you'll make us more money. And because there was a lot of like drama, which I'm just trying to imagine your situation. Like you're, were you, was this happening while you were filming like the stuff with your ex and everything?
0: Yeah, we, um, it actually, before we started filming, he was still in the picture. So Mm. this happened like literally a month, maybe into filming. So it's like, I literally went to pick them up from school one day and they, they told me about a situation and I'm not, I'm not going to share it, but what had happened. And I'm like walking out of the school, like, going on. What, 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 I had to drop the kids off at home with the nanny and then go to my open house. And in the scene, I'm with Michelle and Mary. It was the scene where I did my first open house and Michelle and Mary came to check on me. I had just come from like finding out some crazy thing about my kids and, and their dad. It was the day it was August 26th. And I was like, what? And so when I was telling them, I couldn't ex- even explain to him because that was day one. And I didn't, I had no idea what was going on. Wait, you did tell them in the scene. I don't remember that. Don't, no, no, no. I didn't tell them. Oh. Because, like, I think I might have to get full custody of kids because of something that I, that I knew. And I was like, but I didn't know at that point, it was like right in the middle of everything. So I didn't know how much to share with the audience. I didn't know if he was going to be gone for a week, two weeks, a month, but seven and a half months later, when we're still filming and nothing has changed, I had to like share my story a little bit, or else people. Were, it was so. Wait, you were
1: filming for that long? Yeah, we filmed for like seven months. Just season three,
0: season two and three. We we filmed. Yeah, all of it. Oh, so. I got so you. it. Was yeah. tough because I'm going to work still, like trying to figure out. I just. It was. I mean, it's still now. It's like our new norm. But like, yes, my kids are very sweet. But what
1: did you share though? Because I don't. I said, what did you share in the season something about custody?
0: Yeah. I said that, you know, we don't know where he's at and Mm. I get full custody because at this point I couldn't even like switch them schools or take them to a therapist or anything without his consent because we have 50-50. So I'm still in this Mm. like custody battle with myself, basically (laughs) trying to get full custody because I need to be able to make decisions. If he's not going to come back and I want to move to freaking Ashcrack, arkansas i want to be able to move to
1: ask that's crazy i didn't know it worked that way until now where i know this the, the girl i'm a friend that you know is in vegas because her ex is there and she wants to leave with the kid to be with her family and like she can't yeah that's so crazy you can't, can't. you just can't
0: i mean i feel like at this point if i wanted to take them to the fucking moon tomorrow i couldn't I mean, I feel like <laughs> yeah assume me like who why <laughs> i've earned the right to do whatever I want with these children. And I will tell you this, if he does come back, it will not be, it will not, it will never go back to 50, 50. I will not allow it. because one. Even if he proves himself over months and months and months of being this great dad, I will not risk this happening again Yeah, because it's too fragile. You know, they're amazing kids, but they're hurt. There's, this is the stuff that's going to, it's going to come out later. You know, I'm hearing. Yeah. To- You know, there's issues that are there and breakers angry and no one's sad. Like they're both sad, but Breaker has Right. But listen,
1: kids from perfect, you know, families have issues too. That's, you know, you got to remember that too. And uh, I have friends that have mom and dad their whole lives. And I'm like, damn, you have more issues than I do. And my dad was like disgusting, you know,
0: you know, my therapist told me, she's like, kids don't, you need one good. It doesn't even have to be a parent. You need one good caretaker that loves you, that that supports you, that you, and I know this from growing up. I had a shitty child. Like I'll write a book one day, but I had this one woman who was my best friend's mom. And I knew that I couldn't disappoint her. And like kids need somebody to disappoint. If You feel like you don't have anybody to disappoint. You'll go off the rails and do crazy shit. Like I did in my twenties. Like you need somebody that's checking in on like, okay, I know you have a test on Thursday. Did you study? Like, Oh shit. I have to study. I I never had that growing up. So I, you know, you need one person to disappoint because have you ever like even a close friend or something and you disappoint them? It's the cringiest feeling. Yeah. I mean, I guess, unless you're like a crazy psycho that doesn't care, but I have like a (laughs) huge conscience and like, I just, you know, and my kids have meat to disappoint, so they're going to be fine.
1: (laughs) So you're doing well. That's amazing. Good for you. You're really
0: like a great example I'm getting there. hustling and we still live in it. We still live in a two bedroom apartment, but we're getting there. I have big plans, not just selling sunset. I have a, I have a vision of like an empire and I'm going to make it happen. if It kills me.
1: So you're manifesting. Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: I write hell yeah. Thing down. Really? I have a vision book. And I've written, I haven't written in, in it for a while. I just, I think about things like I have ADD so bad. I probably couldn't even find it It's probably in the bookshop somewhere. But I, I know that six years ago, I know some things that I wrote six years ago and, and stuff has happened.
1: Like, wait, was reality TV on that
0: list? Not reality TV. And it's not even where it's, where it's going to be. I wrote in my vision book six years ago. I will one day host my own show on a major network about interior design. And Maybe one day I will after selling. Let's concept. put on a
1: vision board, girl. I, uh, Let's put on a vision it board. Yeah, it's. I feel it. <laughs> so, what made you, aside from money, want to do more than the staging and interior design, which you're like so good at and like had that as a job, or was it just like the financial I, it
0: was money? <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, and you're doing well. I had no desire to be a real estate agent because, to me, it was going to be too hard. It was like was like studying when I do I can decorate that's my gift that's my passion real estate is very hard I had to learn a new a new skill and step out of my comfort zone and so yeah you know but I also wanted to I wanted to join the cast and it wasn't a show about interior decorating it was a show about real estate so I'd have been on the show with my friends if I didn't get my license you know I was like it just made sense to do it it just made sense to get it it's just one more way to make money and it's helped me get a platform so that I can talk about things like, I'll write a book one day. There's things that I want to share with people to help people. And mm-hmm. before this show, I would tell like my life story to somebody and they'd be like, oh my God, you should write a book. And I'm like, who's going to read it? Why? Who's going to just pick up a book and read a, book, a story about some random chick that they don't know? And now yeah. people are starting to want to listen to me. So I want to make sure that you know I get that platform so that I can help people help little kids and help single moms and you know help people recovering from- I
1: re- I read that you wanted that you were planning to start like a YouTube thing is that happening a YouTube like mother I was going
0: to yeah I was going to I had a girlfriend who I was going to do that with and honestly the show it blew up this blew was up. like right at the beginning when season two came out we had this big plan And
1: season two is when it blew up, right? Like, I feel like season one, like, I remember when I started watching season two, the whole world was like, like watching season two and and going back to season one, like something happened, you know, maybe it was even
0: Corona happened and nobody could leave. And by the time our show came out, everybody had finished Netflix. So they're like looking for. So it worked out very well for us. Legi- That's what I was going to say. That's legit
1: what I was going to say. It was like, it was legit the beginning of COVID and everyone was looking for shit to watch. And it was like, wait, what about so this lucky. show? We got so
0: lucky because we did our last, you know, the, on the, the face-to-face interviews when I'm like, well, and, and I'm like, just like talking. The to confessional, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, So we had our last day of those, you know, because we go in the studio one by one and we film, the, or in the office actually. And we had our last day of confessionals 24 hours before LA got put on a complete lockdown. So that was our last day of filming. It was a wrap. They got everything in the can 24 hours before the lockdown. So they were able to edit it and get it out. Otherwise, we'd probably still be waiting to finish up the end of the season. So it just, it it was perfect timing. It was just like, it was good. It was good for us. (laughs) It was good but good. there's
1: no but season four. We need a season four, you know? I
0: know. We need a season four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah. So you're
1: so so you're saying reality TV wasn't on your list, but you were a model, right? Before you got into
0: like interior design. Yeah. So well, I always have done I've always been an interior decorator because that's what I went to school for, and that's what I'm good at. I just chose not to do it as a profession because when I moved to LA I started modeling and I was just doing well as a scene sing- I wasn't married I hadn't met my husband yet I mean this is I've been here for 20 years so this wait, is wait did
1: you move to LA to model like to be a model yes.
0: I moved to LA to do something on television or in magazines I hadn't really quite figured it out but I knew I wanted to do like commercials I always liked to model I did like boot like photo shoots when I was like a kid because I was the I wasn't the cute kid at my school like I was the I was the only black kid in my whole school from kindergarten to 12th grade. I was really poor. I had a Wait, time. you said it was
1: Midwest, right? Where in the Midwest?
0: Southern Indiana, like very close to like Kentucky. Oh, wow. Like close to Louisville, where we won't even go there right now. But
1: <laughs> Wait, is it, you said you were the only black kid from kindergarten to 12th grade? I went to the same
0: school for 12, for the whole time. So, and I was only black. I think there was one girl that was, I don't even know if she was, mix but she was really quiet and it was almost like she wasn't I don't know poor girl But I was like the only black kid and we were poor and my mom was white and my mom had no idea how to do my hair so I had a fro and then when it would get too long and she couldn't comb it out anymore because I'd like scream and cry she buzzed it off so I looked like a boy I wore my brother's like old hand-me-down clothes I always had like bad clothes so I was never like this pretty girl I was always like the cool friend that they'd be like hey Amanda can you give this note to Jamie and ask her to go with me? Like I was that girl. Was like, mm-hmm.
1: um So were you dying to get out of that like small town? I like,
0: wanted to be a model. Like I want I just would look in the mirror when I was a kid and I would take my my giant pro with like so and I would put I would put my shoulders up really high so that you couldn't see where the bottom of my hair ended. And it would feel like I it would look like I had long hair. I'd be like, I wonder what I'm gonna look like when I'm 16. And I would be like, <laughs> I was like, I wanna look like Whitney Houston. I thought she was so beautiful. And then fast forward, I, like, came into my own around, like, you know, once I was out on my own and I I learned about hair relaxers and I met the sisters in college and, like, they kind of hooked me up and showed me, like, what to do. And then it was, like, I was just pretty one day because people told me.
1: I don't don't believe that. I feel like you were probably always pretty and
0: that you just probably to you or probably maybe to people in New York or California or other countries, but not in Mm, there, Indiana. I wasn't, people are so racist and so backwards. I wasn't,
1: but it feels like you did have, I don't know why it feels like you somehow had like an inner confidence, even though.
0: I had to build a really tough, like outer shell for more than one reason, not even just because of my home life, but because of at school, I would hear racism all around me. And I mean, people would, this is how redneck my school was. People would wear shirts to school with a Confederate flag on them that said, it's a white thing you wouldn't understand. No. That was loud. That was allowed.
1: Wait, so your dad was
0: Nigerian, like born in Nigeria? 50% Nigerian. But I didn't, I wasn't raised with my biological father. I was raised with a white stepdad and my white mom. So my dad wasn't really? in the picture. He was, I didn't come, I didn't get close to him until like eight years ago and now oh, and now you're in touch with him super close and i love him dearly but i didn't know him growing up Oh, whole wow,
1: you do have a crazy story like oh, one girl, hour podcast is not enough with you <laughs> that's
0: just i just told yeah there's a lot of there's a big story but so anyway i just i still had this like insecure like you know not it's like ugly duckling syndrome like i'm the pretty girl but i just wasn't ever pretty so i'm cool <laughs>
1: But you were you were tall because you're five eight, so that was probably you did stand like tall and really, really
0: good at gymnastics and dance. And so people liked me because I was a cheerleader, and I was like I hung around with all the popular girls, so I was popular by association, mm-hmm. not, not because I had the fancy house or the best clothes or I didn't, or the nicest car, nothing. I was the girl that like I would be at a party like a high school kegger party, and I'd hear some redneck white trash classmate telling a black joke. And I'd walk oh up and I'd finish the punchline to make them feel like an asshole. And they'd be like, oh, you know, we're not racist against you, man. They're just," And they'd say the N-word. And I'm like, "Where? Are this is what I'm surrounded by. So my whole, and then when I got into college, like I remember I went to junior college first. And all of a sudden all the black guys were like, oh, you just date white guys. Like you don't even like black guys. You don't like the brothers. And I'm like, I've never met one. Like, <laughs> So I don't, you know, I've only dated white guys. Yeah, That's all there was. And then the black girls would be like, somebody needs to tell her she's black and she ain't white. And so I was just like, what? I was so confused. Like, the black girls didn't want to kick it with me because I was too white. The black guys thought I wanted nothing to do with them because I was, like, just a lady. And then I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I'm, first of all, I'm mixed, so you don't get to say I'm black or white. Right? Um, yeah, it was a whole trip. And then I moved to L.A. and everybody's like, what are you? Are you Persian? Are you, uh, are you? Hispanic? Are you Latin? Are you Mexican? Are you Egyptian? I'm like all of a sudden I was everything but black. Yeah. And and so
1: wait, tell us a little bit of how you met then Tay Diggs and how did you go how did you you were dating him for like 5 years, no? Yeah. So, so I met I
0: met Tay I met Taye about a year and a half after my divorce. So after my divorce, I dated a couple people, but nothing. Serious. Oh, right. Cause you, your ex is also like an NFL
1: player. So you were dating people like, yeah, look, my friends,
0: I've dated so many regular dudes, like regular dudes. I'll try it. I want to date a regular dude. And then my friends don't remember <laughs> any of the regular dudes. And they remember the two fancy dudes. Okay. I've dated like four fancy. Dudes. They're like, wait, am-
1: who are the other fancy people?
0: Tell us. Uh-huh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I um I've dated so many regular dudes I'm like you guys don't remember when I dated uh this guy and this guy and this guy you don't remember them and then they're like why don't you just date somebody regular and I'm like you know what I'm not fucking regular okay mm. sorry <laughs> <Snap>. <laughs> Not regular no yeah um, and I I have a big personality and I like big personality and I like yeah they're
1: ambitious. Yeah, and they go together. Like you have a big personality, and then you date someone with a big personality. It doesn't like clash. Sometimes, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not. Yeah.
0: Married,
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hmm. It's like maybe I should date a a nerd next.
0: It's like been, uh, it was intriguing to me to like see people doing what I like vision myself like in one day. Like big, mm. I'm gonna be like i am I'm gonna. So it's like it, it it was a turn on or it's a turn on, whatever. Um, and. I have a particular height. I'm kind. Wait, of, when you got with Tay Diggs, was it after
1: his divorce? His nah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes, not No, I don't know if it was at if he got married to Idina. How do you say? No, that? he and Idina were
0: married for like 14 years, and they had before been before. I had uh-huh. been divorced about a year and a half when I met Tay. He'd only been divorced like maybe five months.
1: I was the first person that he liked. He is so good looking. I'm just like picturing him in my brain right now. I'm like, he's damn, a, he's a beautiful human being. Was, and you broke up like you're good though.
0: Cause he was on the show too. He had like a cameo. Yeah, we're good. Um, well, yeah, because I introduced him to Mary and that season one, they were, um, he was looking for a house. This was after we broke up. <laughs> Cause we all, we live together. Yeah. We all uh-huh. live together. His, his son is the same age as my daughter. They still, we still have playdates and we, I, I'll go to Adina's house and drop my kids off, and they'll play with her over there and sleep over with his son Walker. Tay will come over here and pick up my kids. I took Walker to the beach with us, like, like three, four months ago. Like,
1: Could, why did you break up? Then you were probably such a beautiful couple.
0: It just was a, There's a lot, a lot of things. We both, neither one of us were in the right yet. to Date. I don't. I think that if you ever date somebody, like if you're the first serious relationship that somebody has fresh out of a divorce, it's probably never going to work.
1: It's not going to work. He
0: wasn't. I mean, but it worked for a
1: while. You dated for For like years. We dated for almost
0: five years. But, you know, we at the end of the day, we're not we're better friends and we're cool.
1: You know, wait. So you said you introduced him to Mary, but you never ended up telling me your ADD is like impacting me now. I'm blaming you.
0: You, you,
1: (laughs) 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 You never told me how you and Mary know each other from 18 years. Is she from the Midwest too? She is, but we didn't meet
0: until we lived in L.A. So we were at a party one night and she's like, you look really familiar. What's your name? I told her she's like, you look so familiar. And I was like being a shitster. I said, oh, I don't know. Maybe you saw me like on a commercial or like a billboard. (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) And at that time, I hadn't
1: even done a commercial or a billboard. Oh, my God. I can't see you have your confidence was
0: like always bigger than you. I was. That was buzz. It was an after hours party. So, and she goes, no, wait a minute. Do you know Eric Anderson? And I was like, yeah, that's my ex-boyfriend. This is a guy that I dated when I lived in Indiana. And she goes, oh my God, I knew it. She's like, I'm Mary, Eric's best friend from high school. And I was like, oh my God, you're Mary. Because I'd always heard him talk about Mary, 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 but I'd never seen the picture. Wait, so a
1: guy you dated in college was best friends with Mary in high school. Yes.
0: Okay. Mary and I met at a party in L.A. She's like, "Yeah, looks so familiar." I'm like, mm. "And then, and then when she said that, I was like, oh, holy shit, small world!'" We hugged. I think we were roommates like the next week, and we have been glued at the hip since.
1: No stop, <laughs> really. That's crazy. And you guys, I mean, she's a si- a single mom too, kind of, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, her son is, in, you know, he's in
1: yeah, he in college with in like twenty yeah. something. Yeah, but it's I've known a awesome. vibe. I've known Austin
0: since he was five.
1: I'm Auntie Amanda. Like you Listen, Amanda, it's hard for me when I talk to you because like I look at you and you're not 43. So when you <laughs> say things like my 14 year old son, and I mean, no, he's nine. How old is nine. he?
0: Nine. nine. My daughter's 10.
1: Oh, so gorgy. Um and I love Noah, even though I named my son Noah, like I'm like, damn, for a girl, it's also so cool. You know, I like different names, Let's wait, we like didn't even talk selling sunset stuff. And because happened. I mean, we're like obsessed with it, but also like, you know, there's there's that petty drama going on and then there's like real life, which a lot of the time in reality TV, it's like the petty stuff is like more uh, <laughs> yellow and like kind of gets on the show. But y- your real life is even more interesting. I wanted to okay, so I wanted to ask you. We were talking about you being late, but that's not that interesting. Jason reprimanded you, like who cares? You know what's so funny though, watching it back? Jason
0: is late
1: to everything.
0: Not not his like listing appointments, not for clients, but like the other yeah. day we were supposed to do like an interview together and our public because Jason and Mary and I have the same publicist. And she called, she's like, Jason's gonna be 30 minutes late, so they're gonna rearrange. I'm like, that little shit. And then like, we were at a photo shoot the other day, Mary and Jason, and I had a photo shoot together and they're like, Jason's not coming until like the end. And I'm like, you know what, Jason? <laughs> like, and then he was so busy when he got there. He was like, okay guys, I want to, you know, wait, I need to get my picture. I need to get my picture because he like had to bounce. And I was like, bro, I'm the only one paying a nanny to be here. Yeah. Like, can you yeah. let me have,
1: you know? He's so- Wait, fun. but I, so when I was watching it back and, and they were like waiting for you for the meeting- When you watch things the second time, you catch little things. And what kind of annoyed me, and I wanted to ask you about it, and I know it's really you filmed it a while ago, but Heather was like, yeah, she's like late for everything. She like had to say something. I was just wondering, like, if you felt anything about it, like why she would care about you being later. Are you also good friends with her? That sucks, like if you're cool with everyone.
0: I know I am actually. I'm actually closer to Heather than you would ever have imagined because what happened was we we squashed our beef like mid-season like towards the end of season two. i call i talk about it in seasons, but to me it was like in right mid, but in in tv world you guys saw towards the end of season two we were already like getting kind of over we were getting there you know and then season three jason put us on a project together and we were both like
1: right and good. then you were
0: cool and then you got cool it worked, it worked out very nicely and i'm going to tell you at heather because we get the screener you know before everybody else sees it and so and we were all on COVID, so we couldn't all watch it together. So we all watched it separately from our homes or apartments or whatever. She called me. I hadn't even seen the season yet because I was like busy with kids. I had this screener for like five days before I ever even saw it. (laughs) And they she called me and she was like, I just want to say I'm so sorry for giving you such a hard time. Because, you know, we don't we're not in every we're not in each other's scenes. Like there's days that I don't film that they I don't know what they're filming, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what's going on. She's like, I didn't realize like how much you were actually going through. And I, I just, I feel so bad for giving you such a hard time. And now she's like stepmommy, And so they have Tark and her have their, his kids, like half the time. And you know, they don't have a nanny right now because they've just chose to like spend more time with the kids. And she's like, Manza, I don't know how you do it. She's like, I'm up at five thirty in the morning. I'm cooking. I'm like, She's like, I'm exhausted. So she
1: because re- yeah, because I was kind of it was funny to me when she was comparing herself, like when 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 you would talk about being a single mom or like being a mom. No, I can't <laughs> deal with you right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you like my wine glass? This is how ghetto I am. I do, actually. When when he- when Heather was being like, kind of like, yeah, same. Like, I'm also a single mom. It was kind of there was it was kind of funny because she was. She kind of, her relationship with Tarek just kind of got on the show. And although he has kids, it's like not the same as you, you know, having your kids. It's so
0: funny. People, um, but now she's experienced it like halftime. And I'm telling you, every time we're together, she's like, girl. I mean, and she's so sweet about it. To the point that a few weeks ago, maybe you saw on Instagram, Mary, Michelle, and Heather and I got together and we had a girl's day we took
1: Tart's boat we were we had oh fun. oh yeah I saw the butt shot I was like none of you have butts maybe you have a little butt but well, I have a butt, butt. what? <laughs> listen all those white girls trying to like push out their like bones I was like I you know, guys, you no. Know, and Mary used to have a butt and
0: then she I don't know she got so thin she lost Mary actually used to have a really good
1: butt and now she's got she's so tiny. I'm like, what happened to her? She is brother? so oh, she wasn't always this tiny.
0: No, she's shrinking by the second. Oh, she is. Anyway, Heather made it. I wasn't sure that I was gonna be able to join because I didn't have a nanny. And Heather was like, We want you to come. So she literally had she set up to where Tarek's step stepsister or half sister or something. She's like, We'll pick you guys up in this printer. Like, we'll send the car for you. And then she picked all of the girls up in West Hollywood, including my kids. And then she's like, We'll have Tariq's sister watch them at our house while we have a boat. So she like set up and made sure I had oh, it.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. That shot. is really sweet. Wait, is Tariq loaded? Tariq? Yeah, he's totally loaded. I'm not... So everyone like knows Tariq. I didn't know... Like he's... What is he on? HGTV or something? I didn't something? know who he was until
0: Heather. But yeah, he's he has like two shows on HGTV. Right. Just,
1: so I didn't know him. And everyone's like, Tariq, Tariq. I didn't even know.
0: So he's had a very successful like... I don't even know how many seasons of the shows that he has on HGTV. But uh, aside from that, he's like a real estate investor slash developer. He's, so he's, he's, yeah, he's good. He flips houses and he's very, he's very successful. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. We I mean, didn't see that's for girl, it's like eight, nine carrots. Damn. Yeah.
1: Damn. So you and Chriselle are also cool right now, right? Because I see you guys are commenting on each other's photos like of the wazoo. You hate it. You're like, who else are you friends with? I'm like, come on, nothing You're giving me nothing. Well, maybe, maybe
0: if we get more seasons, they can cast somebody new that I just don't like. No, but listen, we
1: have to talk about for what, you know, before we are unfortunately are done is that when you came in season two, I said it from the beginning, you were a breath of f- fresh air. You were kind of like the down to earth, non blonde, even though you were in LA for so many years, like the non kind of like LA, you just were cool. Like, just put it that way. You were just cool. And you had the guts. Like, I told you, my brother-in-law's obsessed with you. And he was like, you have to ask her. And I was like, what do I have to ask her? And he's like, how did she have the guts to, like, stand up to Christelle? like, uh, to 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 Christine, the way that you did? Like, you were kind of like Mary's, like, which I'm jealous. Like, I love friendships like that. Like, the way you stand up for Mary and... When she was trying on dresses and you literally like a bodyguard you were like, no, you were such a good friend and you had such a like coming in and and Christine was considered kind of like the scary, mean girl, bitchy one. Please. Sorry, Noah. Um, And you had the 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 <laughs> the huevos to kind of stand up to her. And and how did how did you have that?
0: I'm not scared of anything or anybody, first of all. Yeah. I I know I look young. I'm 43 years old. Like, there's just certain things that I don't know. I just, I believe I'm a very good friend. And I would do the same thing for Christine if I felt like somebody was talking shit about her because I really like Christine. And I knew Christine before I ever joined the brokerage. So I, Mm. you know, I've known her for probably six years or so. How do you, how did you Uh, know her too? Because she, so Christine, when I was dating Tay, this is how, like, well, I'm, I'm referencing it as this because of the time. When I was dating Tay, we all used to, like, go out as a group. Because I've been best friends with, you know, Mary, Jason, and Brett. So we would all go out. And then they have this friend, Peter, who is also, he works with the brokerage. He's just not on the show. Christine was dating Peter at the time. And so I would always see her when we'd go to group dinners or we would have, like, up time parties or But I got to know her through
1: that. Uh, Was she always like that? Like, did she always dress like that? Look like that?
0: Everything? She's always been like, she's always had like red bottom shoes and fancy purses. And she's always been fancy. Like, she's always had beautiful hair and the perfect. I love how you use the word fancy. I love it. Oh, and we didn't
1: go back to the other two fancy people you dated.
0: Oh, Jesus. Okay.
1: Tay Diggs. Yeah. Your ex who was
0: what, Ralph? I don't, Ralph wasn't even that, I don't even
1: consider him that fancy because he wasn't. Okay. Let's take
0: him off. Let's take him off the fancy list. He didn't okay. like promote himself as like a baller, you know, he was, just, yeah. to me, he was, I was a waitress and he was my customer. He came into the restaurant at the time. I didn't know he was a football player. I just thought he was super hot. And then we just started talking after my shift and like, he actually lied to me at first. He told me he was a real estate agent. And then, like, after a couple weeks of dating, I go to his house, and I'm like, wow, you really like football. There's, like, all these jerseys and football and all this. And then he told me because he said he didn't like to, like, put that out there to Girls First, like, right away because he didn't want people to just date him because he was in the NFL.
1: Okay, Ralph. All right. uh,
0: Okay, smooth guy. (laughs) (laughs) So when I first moved to L.A., about probably a year after being here, I dated JC Shazay from In Sync, and I dated him for like probably off and on like for many years. We're Wait, minute, what year, year was that? Like two thousand
1: one. So they were like and sync. They were like in sync. Like Mary
0: and I would go to like the concerts and be cool. Like we were like we thought we were so cool.
1: And JC is still to this. He was so cute. One of my closest
0: friends. I love. Stop. Him. Has, what does he look like today? Is he still hot? I think I mean I'll always think he's hot because you know, I've I've known him for so long. But um I don't know. He looks different, but he doesn't he just he still has he still looks like JC. He's just a little bit older. His hair's a little bit longer, but he's so sweet. He's literally one of the kindest humans. He has helped me along the way also. Like I've really? had Oh yeah, we've been I've been in like a pickle before and been like I, like I can't pay this bill and they're going to like turn off my phone or something. And he'll be like, I'll help you out. Like
1: we have Wait, each other. What is he doing in life though? Now he's still, he writes music. He produces music. Oh really? You no, know, he's still, yeah. Okay. Fourth fancy person. Oh, no, that was only two. Okay. No, no. Oh, we're not considering Ralph. Okay. <laughs> JC Chazé is a really good one.
0: Um, so this was very short lived and I talked about it on a few interviews last week because my dum dum. My, I'm green at press. So I'm like, oh, I have my first press with like the Irish press. Oh, I have a cute story. I dated an Irish rocker at one point. And now it's like every, they're like, you, I didn't realize how big he is over there. Cause here he's not like that big. I didn't even know who he was when I met him.
1: So I probably won't know either.
0: Who is it? Well, you will. <laughs> <laughs> he's From you know, the band, the script. Yes. The lead singer of the script. So right after Ralph and I, got a divorce I met this guy in a bar and I was super cute and like oh I love the
1: song break even everybody loves this song. <laughs> oh I want to <laughs> listen to it now it's such at, a good song
0: we're, we're at this bar I was with my friend and um in there and it was we were at an Irish club and I heard these Irish accents and I was like wait are you guys from Ireland and they're like yeah wait it's this guy yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God.
0: We're, we're here shooting a music video. We're in a band. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I thought in my head, because I didn't know who they were. I was like, oh, that's cool. This little Irish band. They're here in big old Hollywood, like going to make their big debut. And then yeah. like, we started talking and I was with my girlfriend and he's like, you guys should come to the like video shoot tomorrow. And she was married, so she couldn't. And I was like, heck yeah, I was newly single. I was like, where is it? What do I wear? Tell me what time to be there. So I go thinking that it's like this new band from Ireland that's like here making their first music video and they're shooting a song with Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas. I was like,
1: what? who are oh these No, I really are? need to listen to that song right now. I miss it. It used to be my like, oh, are you
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. We dated for like, he flew me to London and we had this whirlwind. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm in love. I'm going to marry a rock star from London. And we, I don't know, four or five months later, I was, we lived in different countries. And right. Fresh out of a divorce with a one and two year old. And he was like 30 with no kid. Like I was already 36.
1: <laughs> how do you even have a one and two year old? No, I had a
0: one and two year old. No. Uh,
1: how though? I'm trying to think like pregnancy wise, that means that you got pregnant.
0: <laughs> yeah. Noah was six and a half months
1: old when I got pregnant with Breaker. OMG. No, I'm trying to think that's crazy.
0: They're 16 and a half months apart. But aren't you
1: so happy? Like, it feels like probably so amazing right now to have them, you know, be in your life and be at that age where they're like, they can wipe their own asses,
0: tie their own shoes, get in and out of the car themselves.
1: No one's talk to you about life. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's amazing. Amanda, listen, I first of all, you have to come back on the podcast because <laughs> we like we didn't stuff. get like like an hour went by and we didn't even get to talk about half the shit that I wanted to because <laughs> of because of you. No. And you're amazing. And I fell even more in love with you, you know, getting to know you more uh, on the show. So thank you so thank much you. for coming on. Everyone go follow Amanda man's uh, Smith, which is so funny that your first name is so unique and your last name is Smith.
0: I know, right? Well, then when (laughs) I was married to their dad, my last name went from Smith to Brown. (laughs) (laughs) That That is funny. Are you going to hyphenate it? It's like, uh, yeah, Brown Smith.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, thank you. So everyone go follow Amanda. Let's watch out for what she has in store and for season four. And we love you. Thank you so much for coming on. (laughs) Bye. Bye.